Joy of the 
Good morning, sunshine. I'm gonna try that again. Good morning, sunshine. There it is. All right. So, uh, I'm so glad to see all of you here this morning. Um, little disclaimer: uh, I am not a professional singer. So, the more you guys sing, the more you help me out, uh, and the more I can drag this mic down a little bit like this. So, that will be very good for everybody. Uh, God bless me to be a little bit bold sometimes, but He not bless me to sound like John Mayer or something. So. <laughs> more you guys can help me out, that'd be awesome. So um, let's pray together. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for being uh, the creator of the universe and for being the God that you are. God, thank you for letting us be your people. Um, Lord, I pray over this worship this morning, Lord. Um, help us to have our hearts on you and just you, Lord. Um, help us to make this worship matter, God. Um, help us to take a second to um, not think about ourselves, but to think about you and how good you are to us and for us to give you back just a little bit. We can't give you back very much, Lord, but just give you back a little bit in some worship. So God, uh, again, bless this worship and be on our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. His hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving, and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, he made it, and his hands form the dry land. And his hands form the dry land. There you go, you guys sound great. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. To a home on God's celestial shore, I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. When the shadows of this life have grown, I'll fly away. Like a bird from prison bars have flown, I'll fly away. 
Scripture reading and prayer this morning. Let's all stand uh, as we sing As the Deer. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship. from Mark chapter 4 verses 35 through 41. <clears throat> that day when the evening came he said to his disciples let us go over to the other side. 
Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were other boats with them. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The, the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Will you bow with me, please? Oh, Heavenly Father, we just humbly come before you now. Just wanting to take this time to thank you for allowing us to be able to come together and meet and worship you and open our minds and our hearts to you, Lord. Thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. Lord, thank you for the family we have here that we're able to, to, to do this, to get together and sing songs of praise and lift you up, Lord. Lord, give us the faith to, to follow you all of our life, Lord. In your son's name. There it is. Thank you guys for uh, singing so well and so loud. I know worship can be a struggle. I know it's been a struggle for me in the past. You know, it just gets a little nervous, a little awkward sometimes. Uh, but the creator of the universe literally sees you at all times, but especially when you worship. So thanks for doing this with me this morning. Walking in sunlight all of my journey Over the mountains, through the deep vale Jesus has said, I'll never forsake thee Promise divine that never can fail Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight Flooding my soul with glory divine Hallelujah, I am rejoicing Singing his praises, Jesus is mine Shadows around me, shadows above me Never conceal my Savior and guide He is the light, in Him is no darkness Ever I'm walking close to His side Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight Flooding my soul with glory divine Hallelujah I am rejoicing, singing His praises, Jesus is mine. In the bright sunlight, ever rejoicing, pressing my way to mansions above. Singing His praises, gladly I'm walking, walking in sunlight, sunlight above. Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight, flooding my soul with glory divine. Hallelujah, I am rejoicing, singing his praises, Jesus is mine. 
You may be seated. To get our mindset on the Lord's Supper this morning, we'll sing Pierce My Ear, and we'll uh, do it kind of campfire style. Bear with me. Uh, we'll have some point, I'll have the ladies sing by themselves, then we'll come back together. Might be a train wreck, might be good. We'll see. Pierce my ear, O Lord, my God, take me to your this time. motto of the state of Ohio is, with God, all things are possible. Well, we know that nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for Jesus. When Jesus was here, there were many doubters, unbelievers. Nobody could be born of a virgin, but he did it anyway. Nobody could feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, but he did it anyway. Nobody would willingly 
surrender himself to the brutality of the Romans, to suffer an agonizing death on the cross for others. But he did it anyway. And nobody can come back to life after they've been dead and sealed in a tomb. But he did it anyway. And he told us to remember. So let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do remember why you sent Jesus here for us. And we remember the impossible things that Jesus did. We ask your blessing on this bread that makes it possible for us to be with you. We ask this in his name. Amen. Nobody can take away the sins of everybody in the whole world. But he does it anyway, if we let him. We believe that Jesus will, has gone to prepare a place for us and will come back for us. So let's continue our prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask your blessing on this cup that represents the blood that frees us from this world and represents the promise of eternal life in your presence. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
If you're able, please stand. That last song, it's crazy to me. It's always the most emotional part when just the women sing Pierce My Ear. I saw it in the crowd, multiple of you guys. I don't know how you ladies do that part so well, and us guys don't, but it is, it's awesome every time. <clears throat> this world is not my home. I'm passive passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. Expecting me, and that's one thing I know. My Savior's pardoned me, and now I onward go. I know He'll take me through, though I am weak and poor, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. Saints on every hand are shouting victory. The songs of sweetest praise drift back from heaven's shore. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me. From heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. For Jamie's lesson, uh, the kids will be uh, dismissed to class. I'll always sing Covenant of Love. O Lord God of Israel, there's no God like you. Thank you. 
Good. So um, thanks for being here this morning, for everyone who's here. If you're online or for whatever reason you weren't, and whatever reason you weren't able to make it, welcome. Um, and Steve, we remember. Thank you for that, man. That was good for me. Let's pray together, and we'll go on through uh, this, uh, this sermon today. God, thank you so much for the blessings you shower on us every day. And God's just looking around this morning. Um, and seeing faces that we love, that you love, Father, family, friends, those uh, loved ones. Yeah, God, I pray that you would bless us today. Thanks for letting us be together today. And Father, um, I pray that you'll be with all those who aren't here. We've got a lot of illness, some travelers. We've got some sport event, sporting events going on. Bless them, God. Help them have a blast through all they're doing. And draw near to you in it. We trust in you to do your work however you do your work. But for us today, God, I pray that you would move us closer to you. I pray that you would do a work in us, Father, that we can't do on our own, that, that we can't just mess with one another about either, that, that it takes something of you to do. And move us closer to you today. Don't let us leave today without being moved, without being encouraged, without being blessed, without a little more understanding and a little clearer relationship with you because you're good and you're life and we need you. Thanks for the songs that we've sung. Thanks for the encouragement of being together. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So it's good to be together this morning. We're talking, we're going through this patterns series. If you remember last week, we're talking about words and those kind of things that we say. And this week, we're going to talk about something that is very closely related to words. And sometimes the birth, something that gives birth to our words, and that's anger. So just a show of hands, who's been angry this week? I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. Everybody's like, you mean this morning, like five minutes ago? Like how many times is Jacob Bull going to sing that verse? And how many? It all just makes me crazy, you know. But we're not doing that this morning, okay? Anger, it's a, it's a thing, right? I mean, we're angry all the time. Battle, and you just watch the world, look around the world. And if you do anything social media-wise, you do anything on any kind of website that shows you sporting events and somebody makes a comment there's 50 people that are angry that you even breathe you're breathing my air you breathe the thought in my direction you're stealing my space and it's just everybody's angry about everything all the time it's not a badge of courage it's not a prize to be won being angry is not a good thing and it, it's actually as we know a very bad thing so God reminds us in Romans 12 through Paul's writing, 12, 2, he says, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. And, and one of the patterns in this world today is people are so incredibly angry. 
everywhere, all the time. It's such an inconvenience. You didn't hold the door for me. You held the door for me. You, you, you started to let me out in traffic, but I didn't want out in traffic yet. You know, it's just like, wow, everything we're angry about all the time. So the question, are you mad, bro? How you doing this morning? You guys okay? I mean, it was a long drive here, and it was a little rainy. I don't know if we started exactly on time. I don't know how they're doing with the feet up there. I don't know if the temperature's good for you, bad for you. Were the songs exactly to your liking? I mean, how you doing? Are these seats comfortable? Was the communion a little warm? Was the cracker a little stale? I mean, we're angry about everything. Who took your seat this morning? I don't know. But we are, we're, we're a mad bunch of folks in this world today, and it's so not good for us. So we're going to press into this just for a moment. Here's where we go with anger. Here's where we go with anger. We say things like this. I'm going to make a couple statements. I'm going to give you an answer. It might sound sarcastic. It might sound cynical or kind of mean or something like that. Here's what I need us to know. Anger is a condition that will kill us. It will kill me. I'm not the specialist. I'm good at anger. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really good at anger. I'm not good at being the one that tells you how not to do this. And that's not why we do this anyway. We come to a moment like First and Second Peter, of reminder, as Steve would say, of encouraging one another, of helping each other see. And this goes both ways. I say this stuff, tomorrow you're going to go, <clears throat> so how you doing with that there? Uh, and we're like, I'm like, uh, you're making me angry, telling me not to be angry, you know? So stop it. But isn't this one of the things we say, I just lost my temper. Sorry, I just lost my temper. And we say, no, we wish you would have. Uh, but you've you have clearly found it, and it's fully engaged. I lost my today, didn't lose it. You found it, and you've blown up. You're having a big fit, pitching a big fit, and nobody wants to be around you. Chill, will you? Um, you so let me. So I got to slow down here. You don't want to see me when I'm mad. This is one I love. Oh, so lost my temper. Oh yeah, okay. No, that's not losing your temper. That's finding it. You don't want to see me mad. You're right. I prefer not to see it all if that's one of your the badge you wear. You do not want to see me mad. You don't want to see them mad. Is that really where we live? Is that really who we are? As if being angry and lacking self-control, the fruit of the Spirit, is impressive? You want to see me mad? Oh, it's angry. Anger. You're really good at being mad. Well, congratulations to you, you big jerk. Wow, so you think angry is a mature achievement. You're so good at that. I've never seen anybody throw a fit like you. I mean, it's like, a, I mean, it's like you're like, what are we, eight years old? Have a little fit, you need something to drink, you need a little something to eat, you need a Snickers. You're not, who, you're not being yourself right now. Jacob, boy, you're feeling this, man. You're right. I don't want to see you angry. Neither does God, your spouse, children, friends. This sounds a little weird. Oh, wait, angry people find it difficult to have friends anyway, don't you? Don't we? Nobody wants to be around someone who can't control themselves on any level. And anger will separate you from friends in a hurry, really fast. It is not good, and nobody feels safe with you. Angry people don't lose their temper. They're just angry. So, so the question would be then, what makes us, what gets us there? Let's talk about a couple of things that get, get us there. First, an acronym. Remember the acronym HALT? We've talked about that a few times. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. 
hungry, angry, lonely, tired, halt. When you're in one of those places, you're an incredible, you have an incredible opportunity to sin and sin greatly. You have an incredible opportunity to fall off the deep end really quickly. So if you're hungry, get a Snickers. If you're angry, you've already passed. Lonely or tired, you're in space to do something really bad. And so here are the things that can really, really set us off sometimes, right? Traffic. I mean, I'll watch people and you can be creative sometimes in traffic, okay? But I've watched people, you know, I mean, like going down the highway, like a hundred and I mean, I'm driving fast enough. And then you see people passing you and just going at one another. That's dangerous. It's scary. The economy makes people angry. We're so busy that it makes us angry. Uh, I mean, the work that we prayed for and the stuff that we asked for, sometimes you're going, I hate this. And God is blessing you. I want my way. We have control issues, man. Having it my way, my Sometimes you know the church and relationships, when they get really twisted and we say, well, God would, it's like, no, this isn't about God. This is about you. It is not about God. Our problem is not about God. Our interpretation of Scripture is not about God. It's about you. And it'd be really healthy to check this out again. Lost a job, lost a friendship, failed at something. Man, there's a big one for men. Failed at something. My expectations aren't, being, aren't working out. You know, expectations, unrealized feelings, something that you thought, something that you wanted. It's supposed to go this way. We're going to get there in no time. Oh, no, the transmission, the engine went out of my car. Expectations cause so many problems. The church isn't serving me. I'm jealous of you. You're jealous of me. Envy, discontent with myself, my place in life right now. That's a battle, right? It makes us so, so incredibly angry. So why is everybody so angry? And there are some of the things that we mentioned right there. We're angry because of so many of these things. All you have to do is just let yourself breathe for a minute. I know coming to church gets you out of touch with what you felt this week, (laughs) what you did this week, how we acted this week, what you saw in the world this week. But if you could just for a moment just think about anger and angry and you. It doesn't take long to think, man, yeah, I'm not, I'm not who I thought I would be at this point. Oh, no, and that makes me angry, too. Being angry is so bad for you. So why are we angry? There's three types about it, okay? Then we're going to press on. Why are we so angry? Well, a lot of those things mentioned, and you could be thinking right now of about 50 more about what make you angry, what makes you angry. But there are three kinds of anger, and this is what we got to settle in just for a moment. And there's an inward anger where I'm so mad at me, and when I'm angry with me, I have, I have potential to do self-harm. When I'm mad at me, I spike headaches, my blood pressure goes up, my stress goes up, cortisol starts flowing, and before you know it, man, I'm a threat to challenge my life. I mean, you can like shorten your life, your physical life, by being angry all the time. You can manifest certain ills, illnesses and things that are going on in your body because you're so angry all the time. Did I mention that nobody wants to be around an angry person? Well, the outward expression, right? The inward's bad enough, but the outward, you have to feel all this I'm dealing with. And people turn into like very violent people sometimes. Their words are harmful. The way that they talk, the way that they say it. And some people get physical about it. Or they just try to control everything. But then there's the passive. The passive where I know everything's wrong here, but I 
You're not going to tell me. You're just going to make me feel it every way. All three of these things will destroy you, destroy your life, destroy your friendships. In 2010, a study found that uncontrolled anger is bad for your physical and mental health. It can also quickly escalate to verbal or physical violence, harming you and those around you. Harming you and those around you. In the, in the, uh, in the scripture reading, you know, we're talking about a story of Jesus being on the lake, right? He's, he's on, the, on the sea, Galilee, the, the, the storm comes in, he's with the disciples. And he's Jesus, he's right on schedule. And, but the problem is, Jesus' schedule is no schedule at all. He's doing what he does. And for people who love a schedule, you're already mad. You're like, man, I feel what those disciples are feeling in that boat already. He's just doing whatever he does. Wherever he says to go, he says, follow me. Follow you where? Tell me where we're going to eat. Tell me what we're going to do. Keep me on schedule. And Jesus just does what Jesus does. They're going out through the, through, on, the, on the sea, and a big storm comes, and it's, the boat's filling up with water. And they're pitching water, and it is so bad that they are scared they're going to drown. Like the boat is going to capsize. They're going to drown. The sea's going to just swallow the boat. And you know what you feel like when you're scared. I mean, anger is really close at hand, right? When I'm scared and nobody's hoping, when I'm scared and Jesus is downstairs asleep, we've got like 12, I mean, we've got all these people pitching water. What's he doing asleep? He should be up here bailing water as well, right? He's not pulling his load. He's not doing his share. And they run down, and they're so upset, they say, don't you care that we're going to drown? Don't you care? Crazy words I ever say to Jesus, by the way. Don't you care? Because he does care. I mean, that's kind of why he came, right? He just gets up, goes up to the stirring, you know, the, the top of the ship, and says to what we would call the sea in a big storm, we would call it angry, right? That's what they say. They say the angry sea. Why was it? Because it's a storm. It, it, it is totally, totally, clearly like looking exactly like us when we're out of control. You can't do anything with it. You can't tell it to quit. Sit down. Shh. It's not that big a deal. Calm down. Everything will be all right in a minute. It's just having its way until Jesus shows up. And Jesus just simply says, peace, be still. Or maybe he said, shh. Maybe you say, what are you doing, see? Could you just chill? Want something to drink? Need a little snack? Need say, I don't know. See, calm down. What are you upset about? And it just settled. Smooth like glass. Calm, no noise. And he asks them, where is your faith? This storm helped you find all your fears and you're upset about me taking a nap. Storms don't blow me up. Storms don't rattle me. But in this story, you see them get all fired up. In this story, you see them get upset. In this story, you see the storm being all angry. And the only one that has their bearings is Jesus. And so we're reminded again in this story that things can get really out of control. And when they get out of control, they get pretty violent. And we can be pretty violent as well. So here's some of the emotions that go hand in hand with anger. You become very irritable. There they are on the sea. They're quite irritable. 
But you know you, right, when things get out of hand. And this is why it's difficult to be around angry people, why God will tell us in a few minutes, you don't need to live here. You're frustrated a lot, even all the time. Anxiety ramps up, right? We're angry or it causes me anger. It can move into rage, like I'm going to act out on this. I'm going to punch something, hit something, say something, do something. Stress. And you see here all these like trying to steal your life away, right? Stress, rage, anxiety, frustration, cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. I'm just going to make you get old, look old, worn out. Just steals the spark and the glow from your life. But it also kills you. It kills you. It makes the organs in your body age quickly. It wounds them. And it's very dangerous. Feeling overwhelmed, feeling guilt. The dangers, here's the danger of being angry, along with what we already mentioned. The, the anger, as we mentioned, it has two things. It, when you're angry, you do damage to yourself and you do damage to others, right? You do this. And so, so the dangers of this is the anger issues will cause big problems with you, everybody else. So let's talk about it. Do you feel angry often? Are you wrestling with these things often? You feel that your anger seems out of control. Your anger is impacting your relationships. Your anger is hurting others. Listen to these struggles that, that it causes. Things. Your anger causes you to say or do things you regret. You verbally or physically, you're verbally or physically abusive. You, do, you're dis, you display aggressive or physical violent responses. You have a low tolerance for minor mistakes. Or She's a big one. This is what I see, I think, all the time. And our sarcasm, our cynicism with life, and our indifference with everything that's going on. Just this low grade. Ugh. Really? He has something to say about everything. Have an opinion about everything. And it's usually not good. It doesn't have to be bad. You don't have to jump on anybody. It's just this low tolerance. Ugh. I just can't right now, you know? You feel angry or irritable frequently. People around you tend to avoid you or have trouble communicating with you. Check. You engage, you engage in self-harm behaviors to direct your anger inward. And so you see there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of why we're angry. There's a lot of the, the results of our anger toward ourselves and to others. And when you, you, you do harm to yourself when you're angry. You do harm to others when you're angry. But when you do harm to others, you do harm to yourself. It's just this horrible track that we get on when we're angry the question would be what are we what are we going to do when we're seeing what jesus did well what do you do if you can see jesus deal with anger then then what would be left for us to do about it and we'll get to that one right after this jesus and anger this is a neat thing we just talked about him dealing with this angry sea right this guy said peace be still but you know he also went in and here's something important for us to know jesus was angry did you know that anger is not just a bad thing? We listed all the things that anger will do to you and uncontrolled anger. But there's also a part of anger that is really healthy. And the healthy anger would be an anger directed toward things that is right for people. Like, like when you're angry about right things not happening. Like, like if you, you know, read an article on human trafficking. If you knew the story that the Super Bowl is the, is the highest 
is the, is the highest moment or the greatest moment of human trafficking in society, in the world, the Super Bowl. If you knew people were being stolen all the time and it didn't matter to you at all, that would be a problem. It should make you angry. It should bother you that people's kids and people's lives are just stolen from them and they're used for objects that, that God just did not mean for it to be used for. It should, be, it should bother you that, that and, and it does bother us, that, that drugs and narcotics are such an issue in the world, but our anger goes toward the struggler and the broken, not toward the one who peddles it, makes it, distributes it, and all that stuff. We're just mad. He's just a dopehead. He's never going to get better. Our anger is toward the wounded, not toward the one who... And so there's a righteous indignation, there's a righteous anger. Jesus shows up at the temple, and he's so upset with the money changers. They, the, 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 the place is supposed to be used for what? Prayer. Growing closer to, to God. Being, to have a moment with him. To connect with him. But they've made it a place of, of marketing, buying and selling. And not only that, but very shady marketing. You bring in a, a something for a sacrifice. It's perfect, exactly like God, like God asked. But I might tell you it's blemished. And I'm only going to give you a little bit of money for it. Or not gonna, I'm not gonna give, I'm, we're not going to take the sacrifice at all. But since you just lost your, your sacrifice, here, I'll sell you this for a little bit more. And you can, so, so now I've got a perfectly perfect, you know, sacrifice, and I've sold you something not. They're, they're abusing intentionally God's plan. Getting in the way, if you will, of people getting to God. We could do that here, right? We could get in the way of people getting to God. And it should bother us if we do. And Jesus was, you watch him do this, okay? So you see a woman who's caught in adultery, and you see men making money at the temple and he doesn't like carry out the two in the same way he's very very aggressive toward those exchanging in the temple and he's very kind to the one who's been called an adulterer and why would he say that because one is so bold and proud of what they're doing and the other is so broken and wounded and jesus has the ability to discern that in us he has the ability to discern that in the, us but the point of this is that jesus was angry he did not sin and that's what scripture tells us about that right in your anger do not sin and do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold meaning if i'm angry today and i just never settle this thing and i go to bed tonight whatever i was angry about tonight satan use to start making a, you know getting a foothold in my life that's a dangerous thing to do and then he says this. This is something that, that, that Paul writes, inspired by the Spirit, so written by God, written by Jesus. Let the, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Remember, peace be still. So there's this anger that is so violent. And Jesus says, I know that there's going to be some anger, but I don't want you to sin. In fact... This peace that I brought to this raging, angry sea. That's what I want, right? Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. 
Like it's so opposite of anger. In fact, when you're angry, you can't get here. Sometimes that may be why you can't sing. Maybe that's why our worship isn't on fire. Maybe that low-grade anger, I mean, I mean, you feel it. I've heard it. I still feel like singing this morning. Why? Because you're angry. <laughs> no, I'm just, don't feel it. Yeah, because you're angry. No, it's just, no. You hate worship. Why? Because you're, <laughs> you're distant in here, man. Don't make it something that's not. Stop making excuses for yourself. You're not close to God. You're distant. Because those who don't have something cooking in here, don't have a problem getting free. I'm just timid. No, you're not. You might be timid. You don't understand what God has done for you, so you're battling in your life. You're battling with your appreciation. You're battling, oh, you've got a little anger. Whatever you do, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. So the, 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 opposite, the exact opposite of the anger is the shh. Could you just chill? But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. And, he's, and David's talking about all these people who are after him, people who want to destroy him here in Psalm 86. And he's like, but you, you're not like people, man. You're slow to anger, abounding in love. And so he reminds us of those things, right? He tells us to be like those guys. The battle for our hearts and our souls is... There's the power to let us give everything over to him and allowing Jesus to calm this anger, this sea in me. I think there's a line in one of Casting Crown's songs that you call out through the rain and calm the storm in me, right? Like, like through all the battle, through all the stuff, when I'm, I'm just like, it's on right now, man. You don't want to see me mad. Wait till you see me mad. It's going to be something to behold. And Jesus is like, I'm not that impressed with you being angry. I've seen a lot of anger in my life. It is not that cool. In fact, you're killing yourself and everybody around you. Oh, while you're at it, I want you to invite that guy beside you to church tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to work really well, isn't it? Allow him to calm the storm in me. Anger itself isn't wrong, but we're called to peace, right? How are we going to do something about this? How do we let him calm this in me? We understand anger isn't a wrong thing if it's pointed at the things that Jesus is angry about. Sometimes you might be angry at me, Jamie, man, you're out of hand, you're out of line. This thing, what you're doing is not right in Jesus. And you got to say, you're making me mad. Straighten up. I'm like, sorry. Okay. Let's work on this together. Take a long, honest look at yourself. Here's a difficult one, man, about, about us. To see Jesus and how awesome he is and to see in my heart what I want when I see him but then to see honestly that I'm not there and that my wishing doesn't make it a reality, that, that I think it doesn't make it true. If you believe it's true, just take a couple, get a couple friends and have them take the personality profile testing and watch how many people want a personality that's not theirs. And when they're finished, you're like, that is not you. <laughs> you're not cool. You're not fun. You're not nice. You're not, you know, you're the, yeah, we don't, we don't take an honest look at ourselves and pray, man. Listen. 
when, you, when you're angry or you struggle with anger, and I know we do, man. I know us. We know us. When you're struggling there, you've got to pray. You've got to know that, God, this is not right. This is not good. Nobody can make you angry. You, your expectations, those kinds of things. You've got to pray. Take this from me. Help me remember you. Help me to know you love these people like this. Forgive. Here's a great, great problem. Here's a great cause of anger in our lives. We're not letting people, we're not letting people off the hook. We're not forgiving them. We're not letting go. Uh, I know we will say you can forgive, uh, but you don't forget. And I get that. Man, wounds are wounds and wo- are wounds, but, but the option to forgive is not an option. Jesus is very clear about that. Forgive as we have forgiven those who trespass against us. Blessed are the merciful. They'll be shown mercy. Forgiveness is not an option. And you don't wait till someone says you're sorry. You're healthier than that. You know, carrying that around till you get a sorry you've carried your whole life. Jesus didn't wait on you to apologize before he went to the cross. Shift your focus. Change your mind. Do something else. Think about something else. Breathe. Go somewhere in your head. Your happy place, whatever. Just get. Practice being thankful. Campfire last night. We're hanging out dress backs. And in the group, we, pray, we, we did some worship. We had some prayer. And then we just talked about what we're thankful for. Things we're thankful for. Man, you talk about a life change. You know, complaining and fussing and whining is contagious. It rewires the circuitry of your brain. But so does gratitude. It's a powerful thing. Take a long, honest look at yourself. I think we started this in the, a couple minutes ago, but we didn't get this far on purpose. Take a long, honest look at yourself. But we kind of trip out there, so we'll involve God in it this time. God, what do you see in me? What's this mess in me? I see Jesus on the storm. I see Jesus with the Pharisees. You know the Pharisees taunted Jesus all the time, and, and he was so aggressive with them with his words. He never, never did more, but he, but he taught, called them whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. He said, you go to the ends of the earth to save a soul and then make him twice the son of hell as you are. Meaning you're not doing this for me you're doing it for yourself but then he turned to Nicodemus and was so kind to him and a, a Pharisee how do I do this how do I know these things are true and God and, and Jesus says for God so loved the world man he gave his one and only son if you believe in him you'll yeah it's a good moment step back to see the big picture these are good for anger right I'm so angry about this moment. We'll back up. See what all played into this thing. Maybe you had something to do with it. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they had an accident. Maybe something happened in their family. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe all these things that come together, came together in their, or these cause stuff came together in their life in a moment. And you're just dealing with them in this moment. See the big picture. You are the only person you can change. And there is a huge one of how to overcome it. You can't change anybody else. You cannot change anybody. You have no power to change anybody. And so to understand that, you know, I'm the only one. But it goes a little further than that. Because I think we all know we're the only one we can change. Then why haven't we done it? Why are you still the same old you? Why are you doing the same old thing? Why are you still being that way? Work on your expectations. You know, this is big. I just thought it was going to be, I just thought we were going to get, I just hoped for. Take a long, honest look at yourself. Include God and other brave, honest people in this. 
This looking at yourself is a theme here, in case you didn't know it. Take an honest look at yourself. Okay, you'll lie to you, that's right. So take a long, honest look at yourself with God. Oh, but you can talk to God and not play it out in real life. So let's take a long, honest look at ourselves. Let's include God and other people who are brave enough to say, no, you kind of stink. You got a really bad attitude. Yeah, you've got a lot to be thankful for, but I don't see it in everyday life. I don't see you being there. We can see a lot more positive energy out of you. We can see a lot more hope out of you. That's the power of all this. Focus on joy. That's big. Seek help if necessary. We all should seek help. (laughs) We we need help and hope in these things. Listen, what do we talk about anger? Because Jesus says your anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. And anger, I know we just came through COVID and they call this thing a pandemic. But if if they tested this thing well, I'm pretty confident that anger would be as well. It's rampant in the world today. Our patience is so low. Our mercy and our kindness aren't anywhere on the chart. We're angry and we feel justified in our anger. It's like a badge. I'm angrier than you are. Oh, you think you're mad? You have not seen how mad I am. But it's not of God to be angry. It is not in him to be angry. It will harm you. It will harm others. It will destroy your witness. It will shorten your life. It will drive your family away from you. It will drive your friends away from you. It will drive church people who would want to be in Jesus away from you. Because nobody wants to be around an angry person. A couple weeks ago, I was playing golf with some guys. And um, it was like two weeks ago. And one of the guys was kind of... He was newer at golf, not very good. Not good like me anyway, I'm kidding. <laughs> not very good, and he hit his tee shot. And when he came through, you know, you kind of line up behind, you know, guys are swinging, you don't get back here, and you don't get over here, you get see, so you stand behind and watch him swing, see where the ball goes. And I'm standing right behind him, and when he swings, he, he hit a bad shot and immediately threw his club back, straight back at me. And, and just helicoptered it. This is the first time Kristen's here about this. I'm not, I don't get to golf anymore. Or she might send me more often. He <laughs> wants to golf with Jamie. I mean the ones that are mad. I just dropped to him. You know, I was like, hey, check out this. I'm quick, man. <laughs> I just dropped him. Helicoptered over my head. I looked up. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. We'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm like, okay, get your club. We'll talk about it in a minute. And got on a cart, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, I know you're sorry, man. I know a lot of guys that are better golfers than you don't throw their clubs. <laughs> and they certainly don't throw them at people's heads. If you can't golf and be in control, you don't need to be out here. If you can't do life and not be in control, you need to be out here, but you need to grow. You need to change, because anger is not good. We got through that. I mean, within three minutes, he's like still gone. I'm like, listen. Oh, that was back there. I'm just glad to see how quick I can be. Give me an opportunity to check out my reflexes. No more of that. It's like, I will never do that again. Like, yeah, good, because I ain't going to golf with you anymore if you're going to do that. Nobody here, don't worry about it. Nobody in this building threw their club at me a couple weeks ago. Anyway, um, I appreciate you guys. Here's what I need to tell you. God is good, 
And he has the answer to every struggle that you have. His death on a cross for your sin and my sin solved all of this. Anger, we're not talking about anger right now because we think God is holding any of us over, the hell, over hell in judgment. He has forgiven our sins. The deal is, can we stop destroying our lives, the lives of others? Can we stop allowing people who are afraid to be a part of our lives because of anger? Can we stop allowing them to stay in those places and be kind and bring them in? Anger is not healthy. It's not good for you. And we love you. We want you around a long time, okay? Whatever you desire this morning, if you're struggling with any of this, if you're struggling with any of this and want to do something about it, <laughs> let's say that. Oh, we have some elders. If you came forward, they would come up and pray with you. And when you say, oh, I can't get my anger under control, they will say, I totally understand, man. We're in this life together. And they'll pray with you, and they'll encourage you. They'll check on you. Um, if you're online you feel that, just call one of them or Tim or me. But if you haven't given your life to Jesus in baptism, you haven't been immersed in him, if you haven't died to that you and, and given him your life, this is a great moment to do that as well. You enact his death, burial, and resurrection when you do that. That's why he came. Like Jesus had all the opportunity to be angry and upset and stand at a distance and judge us to hell. Instead, instead of getting angry in an unhealthy way, he got angry in a right way and came and defeated Satan by dying on the cross for our sin. That's good news. Whatever you desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing? Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home, you are come home. Earnestly, Amen.
see you all. Thank you, Jacob, for leading some worship. Appreciate you. All the guys that served this morning, thank you for uh, taking part. Thank Jamie for a very good lesson today. I'm, I'm sure that's something that if we all want to look in the mirror and be honest, would apply to us at one level or another. I'm sure that's something that we all struggle with, I'm sure. So, uh, Thank you, Jamie. Uh, hope you received a bulletin this morning. I'll give you a few updates here. Uh, we had a great time last night, by the way, at the Dressbacks. Thank you very much for having us up there. We had a good, uh, good Devo, good campfire, as Jamie talked about, and a hayride, and good food, and fellowship. So uh, it was a great time. We really appreciate that. Uh, on our prayer list this morning, we'd like to send our uh, sympathy out to the family of uh, uh, Jesse Carell. Her grandmother, Rose, passed away this week. So we need to remember that family in your prayers. And also, uh, Roger Cooper's brother, Mike, passed away this week as well. So we pray that uh, uh, God's comfort would be with them and uh, keep them in your prayers this week as, as the days go on. Uh, also on our prayer list, uh, Frida Gamp had a heart catheterization this week and she had one stent put in and she's home now and she's, uh, she's doing good so just continue to pray for her healing. So remember Frida in your prayers as well and all those folks there on our, our prayer list, uh, keep them in your prayers daily. Just be thankful for the ones that God has healed and brought back to us. Is there any updates on our prayer concerns that we don't know about yet? Okay. Uh, remember tonight's home groups continue. Uh, so if you haven't attended one yet, it's not too late. You can still, you can still uh, show up at one of the groups. I'm sure that would be fine. And then the sun, or Wednesday night at 7, we have our Bible studies here. Uh, on our updates... The things going on, uh, we will be having the elders prayer session this Thursday, so you, you will be getting the calls. We'll be making our calls, but if you have something you want to include, just make sure you grab one of us, and we'll, we'll include that prayer as well. The item for uh, October for Midwestern is uh, toothpaste and toothbrushes, so you can bring those, put them in the back as well. And there's a bridal shower in honor of Katie Carell. It's coming up uh, Sunday, October, Sunday, November the 5th at 2 o'clock at Pike County CTC. And there's information in there about how you can RSVP with Tammy Foster for that. And we're still working on our directory. We'll have that available pretty soon. And I think what we're going to do is, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, I think we're going to have some hard copies, but we're going to have those uh, professionally done. So we'll probably have a sign-up list. So you can sign up if you want one of those. Instead of making 100 and only 20 people want them, we're going to get a kind of a list of how many people want them. We'll have some extras, but that'll be coming up pretty, pretty shortly. And we'll still have the app on that we'll uh, be discussing how to do that as well. And then on the right-hand side of the bulletin, there's an addition there. Uh, we're going to be having a fellowship meal on November the 5th here at the building. That's the first Sunday of November. We're not going to be having the pancake breakfast. We're going to be having a fellowship meal right after morning service. 
Uh, the main course and drinks will be provided. We just need to bring side dishes and desserts. And the bad news about this is it's going to be a send-off party for uh, Therese and Jordan Jones, who are going to be moving to Alabama. We will definitely be missing you guys, and we hate to hear that, but we know you need to do what you need to do that's best for you guys. But uh, we'll be having a fellowship meal and a send-off on November 5th. So mark your calendars for that. Anything else needs to be mentioned? Anything I might have forgot? All right, I want to read something here, and then we'll, we'll be dismissed. In Philippians chapter 4, starting with verse 4, this is a, a scripture a passage that we're all familiar with, but I read this out of the message the other day, and I just really like the way this sounds. Philippians 4, starting verse 4. It says, Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in Him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. I pray that you all have a wonderful day today with your family and friends. If you would, stand with me, and we will have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day you bless us with. Thank you for each and every person that's here this morning. Lord, I pray that the things we said and done here have been pleasing to you, that we have praised you and lifted your name on high. Lord, because you are holy and you are worthy. And Father, we pray for those on our prayer list. We pray for uh, uh, Jesse's family and for Roger's family, you would bless and comfort them in their time of loss and pray that you would be with Frida as she continues to heal and all those on our prayer list, Lord, we ask that you would put your hand on them in their situations, bless their families, Lord. Father, we thank you for answered prayers that you work every day in our lives, whether we see it or realize it or not. We know that you're alive and well and you're working in this world, Lord, and we just thank you for that. Lord, we pray for a situation in uh, Israel, that there would be peace there, that the innocent people would be uh, protect the Lord you can stop the evil one in that situation Lord we pray that for the world over thank you for our men and women that serve in the military ask that you watch over them as well and keep them uh, safe and bring them home soon Lord we thank you most of all for your son Jesus we thank you for the uh, gift of eternal life that we have through his sacrifice on the cross Lord and we just can never thank you enough and we ask that you be with us this day help us be mindful of you and all that we do and say Help us to love you more and love others more. And we give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.